Good morning, good morning, and good morning. I did say good morning. Why? Because this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will choose to be glad in it. Today is God's day. Today is a great day. Why? Because God made this day just for you and I. He created us for this very day to praise him. We were built by God's two hands to worship him. Yes, we were made and created to worship him, to clap our hands, to stomp our feet. We were created to open our mouths and give him praise, glory, and honor. You may have went to bed last night with a lot on your plate. That wandering child may not have come home this morning. Still, you go look in the room. That child is still not there, bed empty. That wandering, wayward spouse may not have come home last night. Maybe you went to bed last night dreading to wake up this morning to go to a job that you're not appreciated. You feel like you're not being effective on that job. But just let me encourage you early this morning. It's around about 5 a.m. Let me encourage you and let you know that this too shall pass. Let me encourage you and let you realize in these moments that God is the God who sees nothing has passed his eyesight. Nothing has passed his hearing and God is still performing miracles. He is still renewing in us a right spirit and he's still creating in us a clean and a pure heart. God is so good this morning. Why? Because you can hear the sound of my voice because something inspired you to press play. And I believe that that alone is a move of God. This morning, I want to just let you know before you get your day started that God is with you, that he that is within you, God is more than that person, that circumstance that seems to fight against you. I want to encourage you and inspire you this morning because that is a gift that I have that God has given me to encourage and to inspire. And a prophet once told me, that prophet told me that you have encouraged people when you yourself have been broken and going through. So I take that and I run with it. So this morning, with a smile on my face, I want to let you know that God has a purpose for your day, that God has a purpose for your children. He has a purpose for that person who lives in the house with you. God has a purpose and he has a destiny for each and every one of us. And that is good news. No matter how bad yesterday was, today is a brand new day. Today is a brand new day of peace and of joy and of hope. Why? Because that is the God that you and I serve. He loves us past our mistakes, past my mistakes. He loves us past our flaws. He even loves us past 
our sins. Not just you, but me too. Not just your spouse or your friend, but the whole world in its entirety. God loves us so much that he allowed his only son to die and bleed on a cross for you and me that we would be able to live and have purpose and have meaning and have life and have happiness. Happiness is what I really want to talk to you this morning. Happiness is really what I want to talk to you about this morning. I want to impress happiness into your spirit and into your soul. And I do that by giving you the word of God. Happiness is inspired by God. The word of God says that to him who pleases God, he gives wisdom. He gives knowledge and he gives happiness. But to the sinner, he gives the task of storing up wealth to hand it over to the one that pleases God. And that is good news because that tells me that while I work on pleasing God, God has the sinner working over there for me to store up wealth to hand it over to me. That's good news. That's not anything to gloat about, but that's what the word says. And a lot of times we don't take the word with humility and run with it and apply it to our lives because we're so worried about people saying, oh, you just think you're such a Christian. Oh, you just think you're such a righteous person. Oh, you Christians, y'all just think that y'all, 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 y'all. And let me tell you something. If you stop and evaluate the fruit of that person who you have known that says that, and they've been saying it for years, you notice that person has never made an attempt to humble themselves, to truly give themselves to Christ. You've never seen that person walk up to the front of a church and surrender and say, I need help. You've never seen that person. You've never found them reading their word. You've never found them on their break at work, in the break room, saying a prayer. You've never walked up on that person in tears because they're worshiping and they're praising God. In other words, we have to consider the source and we have to look at the fruit that that person bears. So don't let what the sinner, and that's what the word says. That's what the word says. I didn't say it. You didn't say it. That's what the word says. Don't let the sinner man or the sinner woman stop you from using the word of God that he has so lovingly placed before you and I and even the sinner to take that word and to utilize it, to apply it to their lives. That's good news. So be encouraged and don't listen to the naysayers. Happiness is something that God wants us to walk in every day. Now, does that mean that 
24 hours a day, you're going to have a, a, a smile on your face that you're going to walk around and just be grinning like an idiot. Every time they see you, oh, you got the big, you're grinning like a chess cat. No. Happiness is something that illuminates deep down from the inside. And it shows in your everyday walk with God. It shows when you could choose to argue, but you choose to be happy. You could choose to be combative, but you choose to be happy. You could choose to clap back, but you choose to be happy. Is it easy? No, it's not. But I'm big on beginning to practice things. You have to begin to practice and put things into motion into your lives. Because we begin bad habits and they don't form overnight. Bad habits form over the course of time. So if you're going to do the opposite, you have to begin to put doing better into practice. Every time you have the opportunity to be sad, say, this normally would have hurt me, but I am going to look for something to be happy about. I'm going to reflect on the blessings and the goodness of God and just sit there and just begin to think on one thing that God did, two things that he did to make you happy, three things that he did to bring a smile to your face. Begin to put that into practice. There is a children's song that originated way back in the 1930s. It's called, If You're Happy and You Know It, Clap Your Hands. If you're happy and you know it, stomp your feet. If you're happy and you know it, your face will surely show it. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Now that's a children's song, but how can we take that and we can make it match what the Bible says? The Word of God says that if we're happy, we need to show some signs. Why? Because God has done enough to where if he does nothing else, we can say that he has blessed us, he has delivered us, he has made a way, a path, when we thought there was no way. And those are the things that bring us happiness. And those are the things that give us a dynamic and a profound testimony. So today, as we lead up, to Resurrection Sunday is March the 29th, Monday morning. I want to encourage you and I want to challenge you from now until Friday at midnight, and it shouldn't just stop then, but from now until Friday at midnight, those of you that can, let's try our best not to murmur, complain, let us try not to get on the phone at lunchtime and complain. Girl, they did so-and-so. Girl, I can't believe he did this. Mama, what are we going to do about what daddy did? My brother did so-and-so. My children did so-and-so. Let us replace that with praise and worship. It's a challenge. Is it easy? No. Is it going to be difficult? Probably so. Because that's in our nature. That's in our flesh to complain. But if you're happy and you know it, your face will surely show it. If you're happy and you know it, show some signs. So for these next five days, when you want to complain, 
think on something good that God did and smile and be happy. When you want to complain about that child that won't clean his room, that won't keep curfew, think on something that that child did do that brought a smile to your face. And then say, God, I thank you. And I know that you can do more. Begin to make it, make being happy, make it purposeful. And I believe that that will bring God glory. You guys be blessed today. Walk with me as I encourage myself, as I push myself to be happy in God because he ain't through yet. He ain't done yet. There is still, with like my grandmother would say, a piece, a piece the way, a piece of the way. It's still a piece of way to go. It's still a piece of the way to go. But God is going to get us there. And we are going to get there in sheer happiness that only comes from turning our faces from the problem and turning our faces towards God. Hezekiah was given so much time to live. He was sick and he was dying. But he turned his face away from the problem and he turned his face to the wall and he began to praise God. He began to worship God. And because God saw his attempt to look away from the problem, but to look to him and give him glory, God added years to his life where he was going to die. God added years to his life because he looked away from what the truth was. And that is that he was going to die. He was sick, but he looked to God who was the fact in his life, who was a healer and who was a God of grace and mercy. You all be blessed. Pray for me as I pray for you. And let's make these next five days pleasing to God with happiness, praise and worship and putting the word on the problem. Be blessed. Love you. Bye-bye. Good evening, everybody. It is Keisha. I am back again to do what? Answer the question. Give you encouragement. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. I am back to give you encouragement. Words to inspire you. Words to push you off the ledge to let you know that, hey, no matter what happened to you today, no matter how bad it was, no matter how high you got, if you went way to the mountaintop and then you were brought way back down low because of a slap in the face from somebody that you never thought would let you down. Maybe it was a loved one. Maybe it was a spouse. Maybe it was a significant other, your best friend, no matter who it was that, you know, you got way to the mountaintop and then they pull the rug from underneath you and it caused you to hit rock bottom. I am here to encourage you to let you know that, hey, it is all right. 
It is really okay. Well, Keisha, how do you know that you keep coming up with these sayings about it's okay that this too shall pass? Well, they're not just sayings. They come from the word of God, the inspired word of God, which makes it true. So yes, I am here to put into your ear gate again that this too shall pass. So that is my word of encouragement to you to pick yourself up no matter what happened to you today, whether it was good, whether it was bad, pick yourself up, dust yourself off. If you still have life and breath inside of you, you can make it another moment. You can make it another day. Okay, so quickly this evening, I want to do something different. I want to engage the spotlight on a particular person. And that person this evening, her name is Miss Arlethea McDuffie. Some of you may remember her as Arlethea Jenkins. She lives in Houston, Texas by way of a big city with bright lights named Hearn, Texas. That's H-E-A-R-N-E. Let me give you a little bit of Miss McDuffie's background. Miss McDuffie is first a woman of God. Number two, she is a mother. And number three, she is a daughter. Those are the just a few of the titles that I know this woman of God to wear. And so I want to put the spotlight on her to uh, enlarge your territory about her book. And why do I say enlarge your territory? It's because I believe that when you put this book that she has written in your hands, it is going to enlarge your territory. It is going to enlarge your way of thinking. It is going to enlarge how far your eyes can see outside of a situation, down the road, down the path of a situation in this thing that we call life. And one thing that we all have encountered in life is relationships, whether they turned out to be good, whether they turned out to be the most worstest thing that you could have ever taken part of in your life. Somewhere down the line, you are going to partake in a relationship. And so Miss McDuffie has written this book and it is so fine tuned she has taken the time, and this, I believe, was over the course of years that she put her thoughts and her heart and her ideas and her mindset into this book. And the word of God says to write the vision down and make it plain so that those that read it can take it and run with it. And so I apply that word to this book. And if you pick up this book and if you begin to read it, you are going to literally take her words that I believe are inspired by God. And you're going to take those words and you're going to run with those words. You're going to run with freedom. You're going to run with peace of mind. You're going to run now with more energy and more courage because these words bring 
a light and they bring a sense of ease. And it the, the book lifts the burden that you have once carried about how to view your relationship. And in each chapter, let me say this. Let me warn you ahead of time. Is this a serious book? The context of the book itself is serious, but you're going to laugh in every chapter because not only has she taken the seriousness of life in relationships and she's put it into words, but she's always, she's also made it comical and you will laugh in every chapter and the name of the book, let me not forget the name of, to give you the name of the book, because I'm going to believe that at least five people that hear this message, that you are going to go out of your way to buy this book. And the name of the book is act like a lady and think like one too. know your worth. You can buy this book on Amazon. I believe maybe you can buy it at Barnes and Nobles. Don't quote me on that, but I know for sure that you can purchase this book on Amazon. And let me say this, the book is not just for ladies. The book is also for men. I have read some of her comments. Uh, She has shared with me some of the comments that she has gotten from men and men are being helped by this book because let me tell you all something in life you're going to have ups and downs and sometimes it seems like more downs than ups and the way that you get up from the downs is that you have to have information you have to have resources you have to have things that you can plug yourself into that can help you get from point A to point B. We have to rise above what we normally think, what we normally see, what we normally hear. And what is one way to do that? You have to gain knowledge. You have to gain, you have to gain insight that God will put in front of you that's going to come from someone else that's going to come from reading that's going to come from hearing now I'm speaking this into existence that her book needs to be made audio because a lot of us just don't read there are some people that they love to read maybe you're one of one of those that you know you just don't like to read so we're going to speak into existence that this book is going to become audio. So I have read almost half of the book. And let me say that my pen, I just kept highlighting stuff. I kept circling stuff. I kept every time I would read something that, you know, helped me to rise above, I would put a star by it. So when you read the book, also have a writing instrument that you can use, that you can underline stuff, that you can circle stuff, you know, so that you can go back when you hit a rough spot and you can say, okay, what did, what did, uh, Miss McDuffie say about this particular situation? How can I apply what she said to what I'm going through? Now, let me also say this. When I gave you the title, did you think about a certain actor, a certain comedian. 
if you did this book that she has written, you would think it's a clap back. I kind of look at it as a clap back, but then I don't because it's just shedding light on something that was exposed, that was unexposed by the first person who came up with his thought, who came up with his idea on what he thinks that women need to know about men. But if you really want to know the truth about both men and women, read this book because it's not just a one-sided story. It's a two-sided story because every story has two sides. The side of the man and then the side of the woman. So I want you to go out of your way to purchase this book. And if your first thought was, I ain't got no money for this book. I ain't got no money. I'll just wait and let somebody else tell me about it. Stop being ghetto. Buy the book. Invest in the book because it's going to help you. And let me say this. You may say, well, if I buy the book, it's helping her. You, Her words alone are worth way more than the price of the book. We're talking about this book helping to change your life. Well, I read the Bible. Oh, that is so good that you read the Bible. That is the first book that you need to read. But probably most of you who say you read the Bible probably hadn't picked it up since 40 went north. So don't make the excuse and say you don't have the money. Because if you think about how much money you spend eating out in the course of a week, you can buy the book. If you think about the money that you may spend on lotto tickets, you can buy the book. If you think about the money that you may put in your child's hand that you know that they're not going to do anything with that money but waste it, you can buy the book. So what I'm saying to you in this moment, in this hour, is that if we want to elevate to a higher level of understanding, of knowledge, we have to begin to invest in things that are going to help us read the book, buy the book, buy the book. It will help you. It has shed light on so many things that I have went through and I have encouraged other people to buy the book. I was led to send my copy of the book to Dr. Jamal Bryant, who is in Atlanta. I sent him the book. I put a quick little note to him in the book. And I want you to pray as I pray that it falls into the right hands because I believe that this man of God needs to read the book. And that's how we help people to grow. That's how we help other people to help build their legacy. So if I help Miss McDuffie build her legacy, then God has somebody else that's going to help me build mine. That's how we keep the domino effect going. So Amazon, Arlethea, C as in cat, McDuffie. It's on Amazon. The name of the book is Act Like a Lady and Think Like One Too. Know 
your worth. Please buy the book, invest in the book, because what you do unto others will be done unto you. What you make happen for others, I believe that God will make happen for you. If you help someone else build their legacy, God will touch someone else to help build your legacy. We're so focused on building up me and mine. We're so busy with, oh, I got to buy this for my house. Oh, I got to get this for my car. Oh, I got to get, I got to get this for my kids. But when do we ever say, how can I invest in somebody else? For her, it's going to be by the book. For someone else, it may be simply listen to my message on YouTube. Listen to my message on Spotify. Let's build one another up. Let's stop making excuses. And please know that what you make happen, what you help to make happen for someone else, God is going to touch someone else to make that happen for you so that you can have your legacy built as well. You all be blessed by the book and know that when you buy the book, you are investing into a new you and into the building of your new self-worth. Be blessed. Love you all. Bye-bye. Good evening, everybody. It is Keisha. I am back again to do what? Answer the question. Give you encouragement. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. I am back to give you encouragement. Words to inspire you. Words to push you off the ledge to let you know that, hey, no matter what happened to you today, no matter how bad it was, no matter how high you got, If you went way to the mountaintop and then you were brought way back down low because of a slap in the face from somebody that you never thought would let you down. Maybe it was a loved one. Maybe it was a spouse. Maybe it was a significant other, your best friend, no matter who it was that, you know, you got way to the mountaintop and then they pull the rug from underneath you and it caused you to hit rock bottom. I am here to encourage you to let you know that, hey, it is all right. It is really Okay, well, Keisha, how do you know that you keep coming up with these sayings about it's okay that this too shall pass? Well, they're not just sayings. They come from the word of God, the inspired word of God, which makes it true. So, yes, I am here to put into your ear gate again that this too shall pass. So that is my word of encouragement to you to pick yourself up no matter what happened to you today, whether it was good, whether it was bad, pick yourself up, dust yourself off. If you still have life and breath inside of you, you can make it another moment. You can make it another day. Okay, so quickly this evening, I want to do something different. I want to engage the spotlight on a particular person. And that person this evening, her name is Miss Arlethea McDuffie. 
Some of you may remember her as Arlethea Jenkins. She lives in Houston, Texas by way of a big city with bright lights named Hearn, Texas. That's H-E-A-R-N-E. Let me give you a little bit of Miss McDuffie's background. Miss McDuffie is first a woman of God. Number two, she is a mother. And number three, she is a daughter. Those are the just a few of the titles that I know this woman of God to wear. And so I want to put the spotlight on her to uh, enlarge your territory about her book. And why do I say enlarge your territory? It's because I believe that when you put this book that she has written in your hands, it is going to enlarge your territory. It is going to enlarge your way of thinking. It is going to enlarge how far your eyes can see outside of a situation, down the road, down the path of a situation in this thing that we call life. And one thing that we all have encountered in life is relationships, whether they turned out to be good, whether they turned out to be the most worstest thing that you could have ever taken part of in your life. Somewhere down the line, you are going to partake in a relationship. And so Miss McDuffie has written this book and it is so fine tuned. She has taken the time and this, I believe, was over the course of years that she put her thoughts and her heart and her ideas and her mindset into this book. And the word of God says to write the vision down and make it plain so that those that read it can take it and run with it. And so I apply that word to this book. And if you pick up this book and if you begin to read it, you are going to literally take her words that I believe are inspired by God. And you're going to take those words and you're going to run with those words. You're going to run with freedom. You're going to run with peace of mind. You're going to run now with more energy and more courage because these words bring a light and they bring a sense of ease. And it the, the book lifts the burden that you have once carried about how to view your relationship. And in each chapter, let me say this. Let me warn you ahead of time. Is this a serious book? The context of the book itself is serious, but you're going to laugh in every chapter because not only has she taken the seriousness of life in relationships and she's put it into words, but she's always, she's also made it comical and you will laugh in every chapter and the name of the book, let me not forget the name of, to give you the name of the book, because I'm going to believe that at least five people that hear this message, that you are going to go out of your way to buy this book. And the name of the book is Act Like a Lady and Think Like One Too. 
Know Your Worth. You can buy this book on Amazon. I believe maybe you can buy it at Barnes and Nobles. Don't quote me on that, but I know for sure that you can purchase this book on Amazon. And let me say this, the book is not just for ladies. The book is also for men. I have read some of her comments. Uh, She has shared with me some of the comments that she has gotten from men and men are being helped by this book because let me tell you all something in life you're going to have ups and downs and sometimes it seems like more downs than ups and the way that you get up from the downs is that you have to have information you have to have resources you have to have things that you can plug yourself into that can help you get from point A to point B. We have to rise above what we normally think, what we normally see, what we normally hear. And what is one way to do that? You have to gain knowledge. You have to gain, you have to gain insight that God will put in front of you that's going to come from someone else, that's going to come from reading, that's going to come from hearing. Now, I'm speaking this into existence that her book needs to be made audio because a lot of us just don't read. There are some people that they love to read. Maybe you're one of one of those that you know you just don't like to read. So, we're going to speak into existence that this book is going to become audio. So I have read almost half of the book. And let me say that my pen, I just kept highlighting stuff. I kept circling stuff. I kept every time I would read something that, you know, helped me to rise above, I would put a star by it. So when you read the book, also have a writing instrument that you can use, that you can underline stuff, that you can circle stuff, you know, so that you can go back when you hit a rough spot and you can say, okay, what did, what did, uh, Miss McDuffie say about this particular situation? How can I apply what she said to what I'm going through? Now, let me also say this. When I gave you the title, did you think about a certain actor, a certain comedian? If you did, this book that she has written, you would think it's a clap back. I kind of look at it as a clap back, but then I don't because it's just shedding light on something that was exposed, that was unexposed by the first person who came up with his thought who came up with his idea on what he thinks that women need to know about men. But if you really want to know the truth about both men and women, read this book because it's not just a one-sided story. It's a two-sided story because every story has two sides the side of the man and then the side of the woman. So I want you 
to go out of your way to purchase this book. And if your first thought was, I ain't got no money for this book. I ain't got no money. I'll just wait and let somebody else tell me about it. Stop being ghetto. Buy the book. Invest in the book because it's going to help you. And let me say this. You may say, well, if I buy the book, it's helping her. You, Her words alone are worth way more than the price of the book. We're talking about this book helping to change your life. Well, I read the Bible. Oh, that is so good that you read the Bible. That is the first book that you need to read. But probably most of you who say you read the Bible probably hadn't picked it up since 40 went north. So don't make the excuses. Say you don't have the money. Because if you think about how much money you spend eating out in the course of a week, you can buy the book. If you think about the money that you may spend on lotto tickets, you can buy the book. If you think about the money that you may put in your child's hand that you know that they're not going to do anything with that money but waste it, you can buy the book. So what I'm saying to you in this moment, in this hour, is that if we want to elevate to a higher level of understanding, of knowledge, we have to begin to invest in things that are going to help us read the book, buy the book, buy the book. It will help you. It has shed light on so many things that I have went through and I have encouraged other people to buy the book. I was led to send my copy of the book to Dr. Jamal Bryant, who is in Atlanta. I sent him the book. I put a quick little note to him in the book. And I want you to pray as I pray that it falls into the right hands because I believe that this man of God needs to read the book. And that's how we help people to grow. That's how we help other people to help build their legacy. So if I help Miss McDuffie build her legacy, then God has somebody else that's going to help me build mine. That's how we keep the domino effect going. So Amazon, Arlethea, C as in cat, McDuffie. It's on Amazon. The name of the book is Act Like a Lady and Think Like One Too. Know your worth. Please buy the book. Invest in the book because what you do unto others will be done unto you. What you make happen for others, I believe that God will make happen for you. If you help someone else build their legacy, God will touch someone else to help build your legacy. We're so focused on building up me and mine. We're so busy with, oh, I got to buy this for my house. Oh, I got to get this for my car. Oh, I got to get this for my kids. But when do we ever say, how can I invest in somebody else? For her, it's going to be by the book. For someone else, it may be simply listen to my message on YouTube. Listen to my message on Spotify. Let's build one another up. Let's stop making excuses 
And please know that what you make happen, what you help to make happen for someone else, God is going to touch someone else to make that happen for you so that you can have your legacy built as well. You all be blessed by the book and know that when you buy the book, you are investing into a new you and into the building of your new self-worth. Be blessed. Love you all. Bye-bye. Good morning, everybody. It's me. I'm back again. I'm in your ear gate early in the morning. Why am I in your ear gate so early in the morning? Because I care. Because I am a chosen vessel of God. What an honor it is to be chosen by God, to inspire you, to encourage you. I put focus on you. Why do I put focus on you? Because God puts focus on you. And as followers of Christ, we should want to emulate whatever Christ does. Little kids, little children, little boys, little girls, they emulate their parents. They watch what their parent may do from day to day. And as a a fact of that, that child grows up to be like their mom or like their dad. You hear people say, oh, you're just like your father. Oh, I remember your mother back in the 70s. She used to do the exact same thing. Oh, you got that from your grandmother or you got that, you know, from your aunt or you got that from your uncle or whoever it may be that you watched as a child and you mimicked them. So is the same with serving God. We want to be Christ-like. We want to be imitators of him. Can we be him 100%? No, ma'am. No, sir. But it is such an honor that he would allow us to be to be his word walking in the earth. Now, does that mean that we are literally the word that we are God? No, that is not what I am saying. But what I am saying is that you should be fully aware of who you're around who you come across, who crosses your path, that how you speak in front of them, what your conversation is like, how your actions are, how you respond to things, how you respond to situations. Because why? We are supposed to be Christ-like. We are supposed to be imitators of Him. If we say that we read the Word, then we should be known as people of the word that we carry the word and how can people tell that we carry the word they tell by our walk with God they tell by our conversation they tell by our lifestyle so when I say that we should be God's word walking in the earth that is not to take away from who God is because God sometimes is unexplainable. We can't ever put into words how deep and how awesome God is. Sometimes God is a mystery. 
But even in that, we should still count it a joy, count it a privilege and an honor to be able to be someone's peace, someone's joy. You can speak a word to them and it brings them joy. You've just brought God's word to life by helping someone by walking in the fruit of the spirit. So I know I just said a lot. That's my intro. And what I want to encourage you with early this morning is I want to encourage you with a few ways to protect and guard your peace. I am super big on protecting my peace. And so I just want to share with you just a few ways that God uh, has given me, a few ways that he has shown me how to protect my peace. Now, this is only going to be important to those of you who have had to, such as myself, to fight for your peace mentally, emotionally. Yes, sometimes we have to do everything within us to guard our peace. Why? Because Satan is so busy to take that peace that Jesus left here for us. Satan thinks he's something else. Now, Jesus left the peace here for us. He left it here for us. But Satan thinks he's so bad that he can just come in and just at a whim, he can take our peace. But I let him know on a daily basis that he is a liar, that he is the father of lies, and that there is not an ounce of truth. Listen to me when I say this. There is not an ounce of truth in him. He could not, he wouldn't know, he would not know the truth if it came and looked him in his face. So this morning, I want to inspire you. I want to push you at any, whatever you have to do to guard your peace, do it. Sometimes that means you have to cut some things and some people off if you want to walk in that peace that Jesus left here for us. Number one, the very main thing that you can do to guard your peace is to stay in the word. Now, we're supposed to, we were brought up to read our word. Well, in today's society, there uh, you can, you can uh, listen to the word. You can turn on the TV and you can watch on TV people give the word. So there are many ways to stay in your word, but stay rooted and grounded in the word of God. That is so important. You will not know any kind of peace until you get into the word of God. You have to make, you have to make, you have to make staying in the word of God primary. There is no more time. 
There is no more time for us making excuses. I don't have time to read my Bible. Oh, well, you know, I work a 12-hour shift. Oh, well, you know, my kids. Oh, well, you know, uh, uh, I got to go over here and I have to do this for so-and-so. No more excuses. Little is much in God's eyes and despise not the day of small beginnings. To me, that simply means you have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. I previously gave you a message that talked about, um, I talked to you about starting at the bottom to work your way to the top. I am very big on taking what you have in front of you and you use that until God elevates you to be able to attain more. So what you may have to do is, well, if you're not a person that you literally, you sit down and you read, I don't, I don't have time to read my word. Okay. We're going to take that. You don't have time to read your word. You start imagining yourself. Oh, well, that means I got to go find my Bible. Okay. Well, let me make sure that, you know, I'm not interested in anything that's happening on TV. Let me turn my phone off. So for some people that may take just a little bit too much. So let me encourage you to do this. If you're really interested in making it a lifestyle to stay in your word, you're going to find a method. You're going to find a way to begin to get into your word. So take a few dollars. I don't know what your finances are like. Take a few dollars. Maybe you have to save a penny here. You have to save a dollar over here and go buy the Bible in audio and listen to it. You can download the Bible and you can listen to it. Well, you know, I got to make sure that, you know, I have this taken care of over here. Oh, well, I have to another excuse. You didn't have time to read your Bible. So then God put before you another option and then you downplayed that. There is no more time for excuses. If you haven't paid attention, there is a lot of stuff happening in the earth. There's a lot of stuff that is happening in the world. And sometimes we find ourselves chasing our tails. Why? Because we have not gotten rooted and grounded in the word of God. So whatever you have to do to begin at that small place to implement placing the word of God as primary in your life, please, I beg of you, begin to do it. Get in the word. You are losing years. You're losing days. You're losing your life because you will not do what it takes to put the word into your life. Okay. Number two, study the fruit of the spirit. You can't study the fruit of the spirit unless you get in your word, which was number one. When you begin to study the fruit of the spirit and you apply it to your life, for me, it lifted the load. It lifted the burden. It gave me hope. It offered me a breathing place. I was able to take a deep breath that I had never began to take before until I began to study the fruit of the spirit. And there are several that you can study, but one that has, uh, well, two that have stood out to me 
self-control, and peace. Study the fruit of the Spirit and begin to apply each one to your life. And again, I'm talking to people who you want to change. You want a change in your life. It brings tears to my eyes to watch people. And I have certain people um, that that are in my life that are attached to me, whether it's on my job, whether it's in my family. And it is sad to know that life has passed them by and life is continuing to pass them by because they will not make the word of God their primary focus. If you make the word your primary focus, you can begin to study the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit will help you to overcome obstacles in your life. Number three, stay away from negative, toxic people. That is a message within itself. Stay away from negative, toxic people. Stay away from negative, toxic people. Will it be easy? No. Because why is it that most of the time, the people that we have to distance ourselves from, the ones that God will say, okay, ain't no more you trying to, you know, not encounter them on your lunch break. There's no more of you. You know, you can sit in the office with them, but just make sure that you don't engage in conversation. God is saying you cut these folks out of your life because there is some place that God wants to take each and every one of us. But unfortunately, there are some people that because they have drained the life out of you, They can't go where God is trying to take you. They have their destiny. They have their place of purpose that God wants to take them to. But they are not trying to get to that place like you are. So because God looks at the two and he says, okay, these are both people that I created. I love them both. I want the best for them both. I want them not to perish. I want them to have eternal life. I want them to live in every blessing that I have for them. But one of them is pursuing me with all their heart. And the other one is just making excuses. And the other one is just they continue forth in how they have always been. And it's draining the life out of the one who is trying to serve me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to speak a word to the one who's trying to serve me, trying to get to their to their place in me. They're trying to uh, serve me with their whole heart. So I'm going to speak a word to them to begin to separate from that person. I'm going to give them just what they need to begin to detach, to begin to Uh, not be interested in that person's conversation. And the prayer that you begin to pray is, God, 
Take away any desire. Take away any attachment. Begin to sever every tie, every soul tie that would have me still connected to this person who is draining the life from me. God, I know that you love them. I know that you want what's best for them, but you see that they are draining me. So I'm asking you to give me eyes to see differently, ears to hear differently what you're saying about my relationship with this person that has been toxic, that has been negative. And God will give you exactly the measures to take to begin to cut corners with this person. God will make it so to where you used to once have to have your lunch in the break room with this person. Well, maybe God will put it on a supervisor's heart to begin to rearrange some schedules. It's always a way. It's always a way. There's more than one way to skin a cat. So begin to pray and ask God to give you what you need to distance yourself to take away every desire to want to pick up the phone and call, to take away the desire to want to text, to take away the desire and the longing to even want to be in the presence of that person. And it is not because you think you're better than them, because you're greater than them. It's just that God has a greater place that he wants to take you to. And God, we tie God's hands, not that God can't do what what he chooses to do because we know that God has all of the power but sometimes because of the actions that we choose not to take to obey God when he's saying walk away God is sitting there saying okay I'm gonna continue to let you do you and when you finish doing you then I'm going to pick up where I left off so that is uh, another way that you can guard your peace is to stay away from toxic, negative people. And then another way that you can guard your peace is to stay connected. Now, this is something good. This is this is our happy place. Stay connected. Stay plugged into people who carry the same values that carry the same drive, that carry the same longing to want to remain in the peace of God. People who have, uh, people who are like-minded because I can't want to please God and be Christ-like and I want to follow him and I want to learn more of his word. I want God to correct me. I want God to continue to teach me. I can't accomplish all of those things when I am connected to someone who or a group of people who we don't carry the same mindset. So you have to stay plugged into a source of people who carry the same mindset as you do. So when you're having a bad day, you can plug into your source and you can say, hey, I'm having a bad day. I need some encouragement. I need for you to pray for me. I need for you to talk me off of this ledge. And if you are blessed like I am, I am plugged into a source of people that if they need to correct me, they correct me in love. If they need to tell me, oh, Keisha, you need to kind of 
you kind of, you need to kind of taper that down a little. You're putting too much on it. Or my sister will tell me, well, you know, you're thinking too deep about it. So stay plugged into a source of people that when you pick up the phone and call them or you text them and with all of these exclamation points and with all of these emojis with big eyes, like, I can't believe that this just happened. Stay plugged into a source of people that will say, okay, now let's kind of look at the situation. Okay, let's start at point A. And then you move from there and then you move to point B and you dissect the situation. And before you know it, that source, that person, that group of people, your prayer partners, they have helped you to see the situation in a different light. So I hope that I have said something that has encouraged you to guard your peace, guard your peace, guard it. You fought for it. It's yours. Jesus left it here for you. So why not guard it? Why would you accept a gift from a person that may be a diamond ring and you just leave it laying out on the table? Why would you accept a gift from a person? And I'm just saying this because I love shoes. Why would you let a person bless you with a pair of red bottoms? for you to take those red bottoms and wear them outside to work in the yard. No, you're going to take care of those red bottoms. You're going to take care of that diamond ring. That is the same way we need to take care of our peace, that we need to safeguard it, and we need to make sure that we keep peace in its proper place. And that is in our hearts, and that is that we put the word over our hearts and that it show in our everyday lives that we have the peace of God. This is day number two, March 30th. I hope that you all have been choosing to walk in happiness. I hope that you all have uh, made a choice not to murmur, not to complain, but put the word on your problem and put praise and worship in the place of complaining day number two guys be blessed know that i love you know that i care about you and know that when i pray for you that the prayers are sincere because the prayers of the righteous avail much take care be blessed until next time love you bye-bye everybody. It's me. I'm back again. I'm in your ear gate early in the morning. Why am I in your ear gate so early in the morning? Because I care. Because I am a chosen vessel of God. What an honor it is to be chosen by God, to inspire you, to encourage you, you. I put focus on you. Why do I put focus on you? Because God puts focus on you. And as followers of Christ, we should want to emulate whatever Christ does. Little kids, little children, little boys, little girls, they emulate their parents. They watch what their parent may do from day to day. And as a a fact of that, 
that child grows up to be like their mom or like their dad. You hear people say, oh, you're just like your father. Oh, I remember your mother back in the 70s. She used to do the exact same thing. Oh, you got that from your grandmother or you got that, you know, from your aunt or you got that from your uncle or whoever it may be that you watched as a child and you mimicked them. So is the same with serving God. We want to be Christ-like. We want to be imitators of him. Can we be him 100%? No, ma'am. No, sir. But it is such an honor that he would allow us to be to be his word walking in the earth. Now, does that mean that we are literally the word that we are God? No, that is not what I am saying. But what I am saying is that you should be fully aware of who you're around who you come across, who crosses your path, that how you speak in front of them, what your conversation is like, how your actions are, how you respond to things, how you respond to situations. Because why? We are supposed to be Christ-like. We are supposed to be imitators of Him. If we say that we read the Word, then we should be known as people of the word that we carry the word and how can people tell that we carry the word they tell by our walk with God they tell by our conversation they tell by our lifestyle so when I say that we should be God's word walking in the earth that is not to take away from who God is because God sometimes is unexplainable. We can't ever put into words how deep and how awesome God is. Sometimes God is a mystery, but even in that, we should still count it a joy, count it a privilege and an honor to be able to be someone's peace, someone's joy. You can speak a word to them and it brings them joy. You've just brought God's word to life by helping someone by walking in the fruit of the spirit. So I know I just said a lot. That's my intro. And what I want to encourage you with early this morning is I want to encourage you with a few ways to protect and guard your peace. I am super big on protecting my peace. And so I just want to share with you just a few ways that God uh, has given me a few ways that he has shown me how to protect my peace. Now, this is only going to be important to those of you who have had to, such as myself, to fight for your peace mentally, emotionally. Yes, sometimes we have to do everything within us to guard our peace. Why? Because Satan is so busy 
to take that peace that Jesus left here for us. Satan thinks he's something else. Now, Jesus left the peace here for us. He left it here for us. But Satan thinks he's so bad that he can just come in and just at a whim, he can take our peace. But I let him know on a daily basis that he is a liar, that he is the father of lies, and that there is not an ounce of truth. Listen to me when I say this. There is not an ounce of truth in him. He could not, he wouldn't know, he would not know the truth if it came and looked him in his face. So this morning, I want to inspire you. I want to push you at any, whatever you have to do to guard your peace, do it. Sometimes that means you have to cut some things and some people off if you want to walk in that peace that Jesus left here for us. Number one, the very main thing that you can do to guard your peace is to stay in the word. Now, we're supposed to, we were brought up to read our word. Well, in today's society, there uh, you can you can uh, listen to the word. You can turn on the TV and you can watch on TV people give the word. So there are many ways to stay in your word, but stay rooted and grounded in the word of God. That is so important. You will not know any kind of peace until you get into the word of God. You have to make, you have to make, you have to make staying in the word of God primary. There is no more time. There is no more time for us making excuses. I don't have time to read my Bible. Oh, well, you know, I work a 12 hour shift. Oh, well, you know, my kids, oh, well, you know, Uh, uh, I got to go over here and I have to do this for so-and-so. No more excuses. Little is much in God's eyes and despise not the day of small beginnings. To me, that simply means you have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. I previously gave you a message that talked about, um, I talked to you about starting at the bottom to work your way to the top. I am very big on taking what you have in front of you and you use that until God elevates you to be able to attain more. So what you may have to do is, well, if you're not a person that you literally, you sit down and you read, I don't, I don't have time to read my word. Okay, we're going to take that. You don't have time to read your word. You start imagining yourself, oh, well, that means I got to go find my Bible. Okay, well, let me make sure that, you know, I'm not interested in anything that's happening on TV. Let me turn my phone off. So for some people that may take just a little bit too much. So let me encourage you to do this. If you're really interested in making it a lifestyle to stay in your word, you're going to find a method. You're going to find a way. 
to begin to get into your word. So take a few dollars. I don't know what your finances are like. Take a few dollars. Maybe you have to save a penny here. You have to save a dollar over here and go buy the Bible in audio and listen to it. You can download the Bible and you can listen to it. Well, you know, I, I got to make sure that, you know, I have this taken care of over here. Oh, well, I have to another excuse. You didn't have time to read your Bible. So then God put before you another option and then you downplayed that. There is no more time for excuses. If you haven't paid attention, there is a lot of stuff happening in the earth. There's a lot of stuff that is happening in the world. And sometimes we find ourselves chasing our tails. Why? Because we have not gotten rooted and grounded in the word of God. So whatever you have to do to begin at that small place to implement placing the word of God as primary in your life, please, I beg of you, begin to do it. Get in the word. You are losing years. You're losing days. You're losing your life because you will not do what it takes to put the word into your life. Okay. Number two, study the fruit of the spirit. You can't study the fruit of the spirit unless you get in your word, which was number one. When you begin to study the fruit of the spirit and you apply it to your life, for me, it lifted the load. It lifted the burden. It gave me hope. It offered me a breathing place. I was able to take a deep breath that I had never began to take before until I began to study the fruit of the spirit. And there are several that you can study, but one that has, uh, well, two that have stood out to me, self-control and peace. Study the fruit of the spirit and begin to apply each one to your life. And again, I'm talking to people who you want to change. You want a change in your life. It brings tears to my eyes to watch people. And I have certain people um, that that are in my life that are attached to me, whether it's on my job, whether it's in my family. And it is sad to know that life has passed them by and life is continuing to pass them by because they will not make the word of God their primary focus. If you make the word your primary focus, you can begin to study the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit will help you to overcome obstacles in your life. Number three, stay away from negative, toxic people. That is a message within itself. Stay away from negative, toxic people. Stay away from negative, toxic people people. 
Will it be easy? No, because why is it that most of the time, the people that we have to distance ourselves from, the ones that God will say, okay, ain't no more you trying to, you know, not encounter them on your lunch break. There's no more of you. You know, you can sit in the office with them, but just make sure that you don't engage in conversation. God is saying you cut these folks out of your life. Because there is some place that God wants to take each and every one of us. But unfortunately, there are some people that because they have drained the life out of you, they can't go where God is trying to take you. They have their destiny. They have their place of purpose that God wants to take them to. But they are not trying to get to that place like you are. So because God looks at the two and he says, okay, these are both people that I created. I love them both. I want the best for them both. I want them not to perish. I want them to have eternal life. I want them to live in every blessing that I have for them. But one of them is pursuing me with all their heart. And the other one is just making excuses. And the other one is just, they continue forth in how they have always been. And it's draining the life out of the one who is trying to serve me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to speak a word to the one who's trying to serve me, trying to get to their to their place in me. They're trying to uh, serve me with their whole heart. So I'm going to speak a word to them to begin to separate from that person. I'm going to give them just what they need to begin to detach, to begin to uh, not be interested in that person's conversation. And the prayer that you begin to pray is, God, take away any desire, take away any attachment, begin to sever every tie, every soul tie that would have me still connected to this person who is draining the life from me. God, I know that you love them. I know that you want what's best for them, but you see that they are draining me. So I'm asking you to give me eyes to see differently, ears to hear differently what you're saying about my relationship with this person that has been toxic, that has been negative. And God will give you exactly the measures to take to begin to cut corners with this person. God will make it so to where you used to once have to have your lunch in the break room with this person. Well, maybe God will put it on a supervisor's heart to begin to rearrange some schedules. It's always a way. It's always a way. There's more than one way to skin a cat. So begin to pray and ask God to give you what you need to distance yourself, to take away every desire to want to pick up the phone and call, to take away the desire to want to text, to take away the desire and the longing to even want to be in the presence of that person. And it is not because you think you're better than them, because you're greater than them. It's just that God has a greater place that he wants to take you to. And God, we tie God's hands. Not that God can't do what, what he chooses to do, because we know that God has all of the power. 
But sometimes because of the actions that we choose not to take to obey God, when he's saying walk away, God is sitting there saying, okay, I'm going to continue to let you do you. And when you finish doing you, then I'm going to pick up where I left off. So that is uh, another way that you can guard your peace is to stay away from toxic, negative people. And then another way that you can guard your peace is to stay connected. Now, this is something good. This is this is our happy place. Stay connected. Stay plugged into people who carry the same values that carry the same drive that carry the same longing to want to remain in the peace of God people who have uh the people who are like-minded because I can't want to please God and be Christ-like and I want to follow him and I want to learn more of his word. I want God to correct me. I want God to continue to teach me. I can't accomplish all of those things when I am connected to someone who or a group of people who we don't carry the same mindset. So you have to stay plugged into a source of people who carry the same mindset as you do. So when you're having a bad day, you can plug into your source and you can say, Hey, I'm having a bad day. I need some encouragement. I need for you to pray for me. I need for you to talk me off of this ledge. And if you are blessed like I am, I am plugged into a source of people that if they need to correct me, they correct me in love. If they need to tell me, oh, Keisha, you need to kind of, you kind of, you need to kind of taper that down a little. You're putting too much on it. Or my sister will tell me, well, you know, you're thinking too deep about it. So stay plugged into a source of people that when you pick up the phone and call them or you text them and with all of these exclamation points and with all of these emojis with big eyes like, I can't believe that this just happened. Stay plugged into a source of people that will say, okay, now let's kind of look at the situation. Okay, let's start at point A and then you move from there and then you move to point B and you dissect the situation. And before you know it, that source, that person, that group of people, your prayer partners, they have helped you to see the situation in a different light. So I hope that I have said something that has encouraged you to guard your peace, guard your peace, guard it. You fought for it. It's yours. Jesus left it here for you. So why not guard it? Why would you accept a gift from a person that may be a diamond ring and you just leave it laying out on the table? Why would you accept a gift from a person, and I'm just saying this because I love shoes. Why would you let a person bless you with a pair of red bottoms for you to take those red bottoms and wear them outside to work in the yard? No, you're going to take care of those red bottoms. You're going to take care of that diamond ring. That is the same way we need to take care of our peace. 
that we need to safeguard it and we need to make sure that we keep peace in its proper place. And that is in our hearts. And that is that we put the word over our hearts and that it show in our everyday lives that we have the peace of God. This is day number two, March 30th. I hope that you all have been choosing to walk in happiness. I hope that you all have uh, made a choice not to murmur, not to complain, but put the word on your problem and put praise and worship in the place of complaining. Day number two, guys, be blessed. Know that I love you. Know that I care about you. And know that when I pray for you, that the prayers are sincere because the prayers of the righteous avail much. Take care. Be blessed until next time. Love you. Bye-bye. Good afternoon, all of my ladies. I am uh, on my lunch break, and it is April the 8th, Thursday. And I was just inspired, encouraged by the goodness of God in my life, just to take a quick few moments just to encourage you, just to uplift you, just to celebrate you for these next few minutes. I want to tell you that you are successful. Well, you may think that you're not successful. Have you been able to raise your children to the age of 18? See them out of high school? If you've done that, you're successful. Have you been able to stay in a relationship or a marriage that maybe it drained you at one particular time, but you're still here and you're still able to wake up every morning and go to work? You're still able to wake up and get your daily affairs going and you're still able to work a eight to five and you're still able to come home and cook for the kids if you still have kids at home you're still able to do for that husband who may not be very appreciative if you're able to do that you're successful have you once started a business and you've been able to keep that business above water then you're successful Have you been able to still attend a church that you may not get the accolades that God knows that you deserve? Because a lot of times we think that giving a person accolades, showing their accolades or expressing the accolades that they've been able to accomplish. We've been trained to think that that is it's not a good thing. It's a negative thing. But sometimes God wants us to show off our accolades. Sometimes he wants us to boast in the things that he has allowed us to accomplish. He wants us to say, if it had not been for God, I would not have this degree. If it had not been for God, I would not have this diploma. For those of you who may not been able to graduate the normal way, like other people have, but you are able to get that GED. So sometimes God wants us to boast about the things that he has done. So maybe you're in that church and you go every Sunday, you're there every Wednesday 
and you're there with a, a true sincere heart you want to hear the word you want to grow you want to help other people but it just seems like you get you just keep getting looked over you keep getting pushed to the side you keep getting put on the back burner but you still go and your attitude is good and your countenance is beautiful you always have a smile on your face I said all of that to say you have been successful and I want to ask you a question how do you do it how do you continue to go from Sunday to Monday to Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday and you get back up again and you do it all over again on Sunday how have after all of these years the enemy has tried to keep his foot on your neck so that you couldn't breathe how have you been able to do it and i want you to ask yourself that right now how have i been able to do it and then i want you to look up to the hills from whence cometh your help my help your help comes from god and god alone and i want you to say it's because of the goodness and the graciousness and the faithfulness and the love of God that I have been able to keep going. Keep my head above the water so that I did not sink. He didn't let you sink, but he let you swim. It has been only because of the grace of God. And guess what? He ain't done yet. I know that the circumstances may seem grim, may seem dark, but let me tell you that looks can be deceiving. Let me tell you that emotionally you may feel perplexed, you may feel confused, you may feel down, you may feel like I'm out for the last count. You may feel like last call for alcohol. You may feel like they're about to turn the lights off at any time. But let me tell you, it's always darkest before the breaking of day. That's not just something that we say, but you can find in the word many stories where all hell had broken loose. But when God showed up, he was right on time. So just let me end by letting you know that you are successful. You are successful because God don't create anyone. He hadn't created anyone that he did not already know had the capability to become successful. When you accepted Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, you became successful. You are successful. You are award-winning. You are a champion. You are a champ. There is no one else that can defeat you because God says that no weapon formed against you would be able to prosper. So just look at those weapons and say, yeah, you're supposed to form, but you won't prosper. And then look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am successful. It's not just something that we say. It's not just an old cliche, but it is because God has already ordained you and me to be successful. So take these words of encouragement and pick yourself up and dust yourself off and know that greater is God that is within you than he, the problem, the circumstance that is in the world. Take courage and take flight. Take off running and don't look back because greater is here greater and better is sooner not later you all be blessed 
pray for me as I pray for you on my lunch break and know that the best is yet to come because God said so. Be blessed. Love you all. Bye-bye.